hours in time. That's a well, hello everybody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. So glad you're listening. Um, I am on the middle of a tour. I am, let's see, I started, where did I start? Oh, San Jose. Um, not gonna lie, not a, not a huge fan. It's a little, uh, they need to clean the area up. I'm just gonna, I'll, I'll just leave it as that. They need to clean the area up. When you, when you get to leave places and you're kind of hoping you're not gonna get gutted walking home, it's always, it's not a great feeling. I, I literally leave that club and book it to the hotel. Um, but they were, they were good shows. It was really good and all that. So now, I'm in uh, Irvine. I played San Francisco. San Francisco was great. And now I'm in Irvine. And I woke up this morning to some... If you watch my Facebook videos, if you go on, on my the Facebook page, you if you haven't figured that out, I put videos up every day. A lot of them are the Mets. I do recaps of the Mets and... Um, but once in a while, I'll find something a little obscure. This morning, it's 7.15, 7.30 a.m., and I hear someone yelling outside. I thought we were being taken over. And I go out, I look out my window, and it's just some, someone with a bullhorn, and they're, I, I don't even know what they're trying to say. I really, which, which brings me to, don't you think... Now listen, no matter who you are for, politically and whatever in your world, don't you think by now that we're so oversaturated with news, it's so negative, it's such a smokescreen, and and watching, I'm just like, like, who's, the guy's out there with a bullhorn, does he think like, you know what, I'm really glad you woke me up 7.15, so what are we discussing this morning? Like you don't, why are you infiltrating my space, my sleep time? You don't know who I am, and you don't know what if I'm not even from this country. Like I don't want to hear your hogwash of whatever your problem is. What are we? What am I supposed to get behind you because you got a big mouth at 7.30 in the morning with a bullhorn? Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horn. You're actually creating more problems. You're, you're, you're creating more aggravation. You're, you're, creating, you're, you're creating more disrespect. And I'm sitting here like, does even, like, even the president, right? Do you really care what Russia, like, what, we're at the point, like, let's say, let's say they did do something. All right, well, now what are you going to do? Like, what do you, I, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's nuts. It's, uh, it's aggravating. It's having the negative effect. It's having a very bad negative effect. It doesn't make you look good at all. Like, did this yo-yo think somewhere along the line, by the time he was done, there's going to be 50,000 people behind him going, we're behind your agenda. Let's march. Who's got a flag? I've got some bottled water so we can we can go march for hours and hours. This should be exciting. We're going to change the world. You're not changing anything. 
The only thing you're changing is the direction of where, where everyone's walking. People trying to cross the street and see this yo-yo and like, all right. Man. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Is he nuts? Is he gonna start? Uh, is he gonna try to take himself out? Like, go on my Facebook page and look at it. It's the Thursday, July twentieth. So you go on my Facebook page, look look for that video of July twentieth of me waking up in the morning, and I, I think I say something like, "Can you translate this?" I mean, I don't know if people are getting crazier or they always were just this crazy. I don't know. Needless to say. I'm awake now. <laughs> Last night was phenomenal. Sold out in Irvine. Crowd was. Ro- I did an hour. To- I haven't done an hour and a half show in a very long time. Like I have to be having an extremely good time to, or you have to be having an extremely good time in order for me to hit an hour and a half because that's a long time to sit down and watch a program. Well, especially a live show. To keep someone engaged for an hour and a half, that's a, that's a long time. That's, usually an entire show is an hour and a half. You get your opener goes up this time, and you go up to an hour, hour 15, and people start losing concentration. But, but yeah, they were up there for the full-blown uh, hour and a half. It was amazing. And then waited around for... Meet and greets and all this other jazz. It was, I gotta say, Irvine is one of my favorite places that I play. Every time, every time, it, it's a beautiful area, stunning area, great people. It's a cool diversity going on here. It's, I loved it. Can't say enough about it. I, I dread leaving today. Today I had the Bakersfield, which I played before, and I'm not gonna lie. People are like, oh man, you don't want to play Baker. What are you doing in Bakersfield? Don't stay there. And I, yeah, I played there before. It just seems like a, a hard working class area, and I, I don't, so what? Unless, uh, I don't know, is it high crime rate? I don't know. I guess we'll find out a little later when I head there. I played there, I think, a year or two ago, and I loved it. I, I loved it. They were so appreciative of me being there. So I love going to places like that. But today's, uh, I, w- I want to talk to you guys about a, a thank you, a tremendous thank you. And this is, this is really, I need to thank not only just the people that come out and see me, especially during the week, because then I know you're truly coming to see me. You're not going to see a show and you show up at a theater and go, oh, uh, who's this person playing? If you're going out on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Monday, you know who you're coming to see and you're coming out for a specific reason. Oh, and on a side note, Planet of the Apes is a must Oh my God, was that a great movie. Now, I am a Planet of the Apes fan, and I gotta be, I, when I saw the first one, I said, I can't get better than that. Second one, I thought was better than the first one. This one, to me, blows them all away. It met every expectation, and I couldn't, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to see, I had a whole plan. I had one night off on this tour. It was, it was uh, Tuesday night, and 
I got to Irvine, California. And they have a big movie complex there. I saw they had 3D. I got here at 4.40, checked in the hotel. Movie started at 5. I walked to the movie theater, got my ticket, put on my 3D glasses, and oh my God. I, I'm going to go see it again. I, I love, I'm just, I can't express enough how great that movie is the storyline the characters it's a phenomenal movie phenomenal movie uh all right so yeah i I haven't seen spider-man and wonder woman all that chess but planet the apes woo it will be a planet of apes Going out during the week, specific agenda. So yeah, I thank thank all of you. A tremendous thank you to all of you. St. Louis, by the way, I can't stop thinking of you. I cannot stop thinking of how great those crowds were in St. Louis. They were electrifying. I keep listening to Tim because I I taped all the sets. It just it was unreal. So thank you. To all my fans, and then I have another thank you. The Seven Line Army. I th- thank you so much for the support that you guys have done for me. And I don't want to exclude anyone, but I'm just, I want you to know. Now, the last two years, three years, wherever the Seven Line Army goes, Now, what is the Seven Line Army? The Seven Line Army is a group of fans who, uh, they're they're Met fans, but what they do is so unique, and I have to say, I'm surprised no other team does this. And, And not only should they do it, Darren from the Seven Line Army, he should, he should franchise what's going down. Because when we were in St. Louis, basically what happens is it becomes field trips. It's a bunch of Met fans. They all wear the same exact shirt that Darren puts together from the Seven Line Army. And let's say you go to Washington and it'll say, you know, invading Washington and whatever slogan they have with the date. And everyone puts the shirt on and it gets up to thousands. Not like, this is a thousand, two thousand people meeting up at the stadium, all sitting in one section, and you either take a bus ride or you fly on your own. When I was going to St. Louis, I was on a plane with a couple of people from the Seven Line Army, and they were flying in two days earlier to look at St. Louis and all this jazz. So not only are they just going to the game, but they're also they're bringing a lot of revenue to the certain city that they're going to. They're eating at restaurants. They're drinking at bars. They're seeing the sites, the tourist sites. And when they get to the game, I got to give them credit. No matter, they're, they're an all-for-one, one-for-all mentality. They are, and they are committed. It, the Mets could be losing 8-1 to one in the 7th, 8th inning. And they've got a cheer to get the whole section going. They have a whole, when there's two strikes and this guy strikes out, a whole certain thing. It, 
I highly recommend. And those of you in St. Louis saw it. So those of you in uh, Baltimore saw it. Yankee Stadium, the National Stadium. You guys, you guys have seen it. And you know, there's a little part that aggravates the fans around them because it's not their team. However, I noticed a lot in St. Louis and a lot of uh, in Baltimore and some other places. You get a little, hey, thanks for bringing fun to our stadium. And what it does, too, is so you get all these, and they go marching in the stadium. They're chanting, let's go Mets, drives everyone nuts. They all go to their section. And then while they're there, now it amps up your passion for your team. Because now, if your team starts winning, you can't wait to stand up and do your own cheering. And they do. Oh, my God, it riles. And then... To me, that's what makes it fun. You know you're, you know you're over-the-top chanting, aggravating the silent people around you when you're winning. But boy, when you start losing, boy, do they have a good time standing up and bolstering and their peacock feathers are far and wide and they're pointing and they're, they got their own chants going. It brings it lively. It definitely livens the stadiums up, the seven-line army. And... I, I'm, I'm shocked that other teams have not figured this out. Darren is a genius to me. He's a freaking genius of the seven line. And so, where I was going with this, they have bought so many tickets to my shows, and so have other Met fans. Don't get me wrong. But I already know a lot of you guys that go to the seven line. Not only are you Paying to fly to the city you are. You're going out. You got a budget on what night you go out, where you're going, and where you're staying, and going to the game, and buying a ticket for the game, and what you're going to buy at the game, a beer or two beers or, or hot dogs and this and that. But so many of them have bought tickets to my shows in those cities. And I, and I really... I can't thank you enough. That I know you're you're going far and wide to do that. And that that to me is is I'm extremely thankful for that. So I, I really want to thank Darren of the Seven Line Army and everyone that participates. And they come to see me at my shows in the other cities. That is that is huge. I know you are you you're you're spending a lot of money and I'm honored knowing that I'm part of that. Now, I don't think they're going to Seattle, but I am playing Seattle. I'll be in Seattle at the end of the month. But the Mets are playing Seattle, and I will be at that game on, I think it's Saturday at the end of this month. But um, Oh, back to the seven-line thing. You know what's cool about that? The community. It's... It's not just, you know, you think frat. You think, oh, big fans. You think frat. But when you sit down and you look at the crowd, it's really, there's moms and kids. There's, there's grandparents. There's married couples. There's a group of friends. There, it's all different ages, all different sexes, all different races. That That's what makes it... a really amazing community that i'm i'm really impressed with that whole thing i'm not gonna lie to you i i love i love everything about it so 
Yeah. My big thank you to uh, the seven line and the amount of tickets. You know, baseball is, you know, so it's, it's one of those games you either like it or not. And, and it's something that bonded my whole family. Um, rooting for a team, it's like you have a unity. You always have something to talk about, something to cheer, good or bad. And that, I, I remember so many times my mom... Uh, with the Mets, she was hilarious. She would yell at her neighbor that lived in Florida. We had this neighbor who was a big Cub fan because they were from Chicago, and whenever they would play him, she would running to the fence yelling, Yeah, you Cubbies, you're a bunch of arrogant animals. And my dad, my dad never talked much, but he would just, we would just watch the game. We loved watching the game. It was it was something we all got to do together, and when I think of Mets or whatever your team is, whatever whoever you root for, I think more of family. I really do. It it goes back so far. Family functions, people around the TV watching the game. It was. It's not just some people don't get sports. It's. It's more of just a sport. It's the bonding. It's the community. It's, it's that. It's stuff like that. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good and it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. You know, it's really weird when you're on the West Coast. I was listening to the Met game. I'm driving to uh, Bakersfield from Irvine. And uh, game's over, and I'm looking at the time here. It's It's noon. The game started at 9 a.m. It, it's it's just, I can't wrap my head around that. I wake up at 9 a.m. and the, the Mets are playing a game against the Cardinals, which the Mets won. Um, you know, back before I was talking about baseball and all that, but, you, you know, it, it also brings me a time where, and, and some of you know how my wife had her second round of cancer and that that year the Mets went to the series two years ago and I was doing the recaps and people watching it and all that jazz that was one of the most healing thing that that was so healing we all got involved with watching the Mets that year and you know thank God they were on a nice run so it all just worked out for us as well but it was uh She's just finishing chemo. Her hair was just starting to grow back in. And it was... Uh, grandma was involved. Her parents. It was... We lived in Woodstock, New York for a couple weeks just to get away, get up in the mountains. It was... Uh, but when I think of that season with the Mets when they went to the World Series and I was making the videos, you know, you guys saw the videos and the, and the excitement of it all, but 
you didn't see the behind the scenes of the of what we were facing as a family and that was such a it's such a united front when that went down it was it was pretty powerful and long story short too um it it's it's uh and and for those of you wondering a lot of people come out and they ask hey how's your wife how's your wife she's great i don't think she's looked ever better in her entire lifetime she's she's the most attractive i've i've seen her she's healthy works out every day she looks amazing um and health wise no she's not perfect we did get some uh, bad news this year. I don't know how in-depth I want to go, but uh, it hit us right after right after Valentine's Day. It was literally, I think, the day before or so or it was maybe it was before or after. I remember I played Long Island. And I played the Paramount. When I played there, I just remember talking to one of my friends I grew up with. like, hey, you know, how's D? I said, she's doing great. Everything's awesome. All good news. Yeah. Make sure you call me if anything goes down. Because, you know, I'm, I'm in the pharmaceutical world. And I know all the different things going Heavy on. traffic reported ahead. And so, sure enough, I think it was... Uh, a day later maybe and I saw that she was going to a doctor been going to a doctor and I said what what doctor you been seeing and she said I gotta tell you something and I knew right away this was not gonna be good she's already had cancer twice same thing breast cancer twice and she has this thing called the Bracker gene for those of you who don't know what that is that's the Angela Angelina Jolene made a famous she um she cut her breast she took her breast off it's it's a gene that certain women have and it's in a very aggressive breast cancer gene it's and you know and here here my wife just blasts through chemo and hair and everything she goes through and feels horrible and we did with lots of laughs and that was super healing too man we so many people watch those videos we we try to make people laugh while we're going through it and a lot of people did we it was a it was a great time i mean as as hard as that struggle was good god police reported ahead (laughs) my my uh my ways is on something definitely happened i'm in tram bumper to bumper traffic but so yeah, we got some news, and the news was not good whatsoever, and um, it was it was pretty uh, life changing. Let's just put it that way, and um, and I don't want you to. I don't want everyone starting to reach out. Hey man, my prayers are for you. I I get it. And the, la- the last thing she wants or I want is, are you, are you okay? Oh my God, you okay? She's amazing. We're amazing. Um, she is 
being treated as we speak. There's no chemo side effects and all that jazz, but it is. Uh, it's also a trial. It's uh, not a federally approved thing. She's she's on trial. We have to go to another city once a month or two. And I, and I will say this: I know when she first started the trial. Uh, listen, there was a couple months. I'm just now letting you know this from. March until probably last month was was extremely hard to walk on stage and just be funny knowing that I may what what we may be facing it was uh I'm not looking for prior you know, hey I, I had such a hard time I'm just saying it's amazing how you how you tighten up when that goes down and we spent I look every day as you know what this is a every day you don't know what's gonna go down and that's just the way life is and that's how it goes and when I will when we started this trial with her I'm all over the place now but I don't care I was such I was a mess I I was a mess I started, my face started getting numb. I guess I was grinding my teeth a lot. Uh, police reported ahead. Police reported ahead. But it's the unknown and we prepare and, and prepare for the worst. And it was pretty emotional ass whooping. February, March. I went on the train cruise, the sail across the sun. And I, I found all this out, I think, a day before we went on the cruise. So we, we, we had so much fun on that cruise because we acted like we're not going to live, you're not going to be around here much more. So let's, let's grab every single ounce of life that's left and just knock it out on the park, balls to the wall, enjoy Let's get. Let's go. Let's go. You want skydiving? What are, what, are, what are we doing? Let's go nuts out. And um, oh my God, I would go on the cruise, and she, I took five hundred pictures of her just getting ready. I go, I'm gonna miss her getting ready. I'm not gonna miss her being late all the time, but I'm gonna miss her getting ready. And you start, you start looking at whatever your relationship is with a person, whether. Even the little things that drive you nuts, you go, God, God, I'm going to miss this. God, I'm going to miss this. And you know if you lost someone, it's you take the good, the bad, the ugly. You know, sometimes it's annoying with the bad and the ugly, but when you're faced with this person's leaving life, you'll take any ounce of it. Any ounce of it. So yeah, it was intense, and I specifically remember uh, the doctors going, "Now listen," uh, and she, my wife has to constantly get blood and CAT scans and biopsies and all this jazz. A lot of painful stuff. But so in the beginning, we had to go a lot, a lot. We had to uh, drive a couple hours to this hospital, and which. 
that's another thing we're blessed for. There's people flying in from Nashville, from California. There's someone that that flies in, I think, from uh, New Mexico, and just just to get this treatment that hopefully they'll live or or get by them another two years or three years or something. You'll you'll do anything to keep your life alive. My God, we were looking at. Mexico. We we were looking at a lot of things. Heavy traffic reported ahead. I just think that's so funny. I don't know if you can even hear it, but like I'm getting all dead serious with you, and out of nowhere, it's like heavy traffic ahead. Police on the right. There's a pothole, and then my wife was in the hospital. Car vehicle stopped on the right. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was intense. We were way in Florida. March, I was a basket case. Basket case. I did a tour in Florida. I was I was a basket case. She had to fly all over that we we were flying to Texas. We were flying uh we were gonna go to Seattle. We were gonna go to um Australia. We were all over the place and it turns out the trial that fits her best is only a few hours from our house. So, and we and we made a date. We made a date night. It's like, hey, we're going to go down here. You know, we cry. We laugh. We talk about life. What we want when it's all said and done. And um, She's like, we should make videos of this. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. No, I'm not ready. She's like, yeah, but it was so healing the last time. Yeah, I, I know. It's... Yeah, no. And that's and that's my wife. Like she's she rather like I want to I want to help everyone. I want everyone to know. I want to know if they're going through things. I want I want to be able to help them. Where I'm I was like, ah, I'm, I'm not ready to let this out." So, be quite honest with you. This is the first time I really letting this out because I like my I like you. I trust all of you. If you're going to download just to listen to me talk, well, then you're interested more in just the comedy. And by now, you know that. And so, uh, yeah, my face was numb in March. I'm trying to plow through Florida shows. We went away, and when we came back, uh, April, I think it was May, was one of the first CAT scans. And now, I record all the doctor stuff because I just want to listen to it and really understand what's going on. And the doctor said, listen, after the first CAT scan, you're going to notice great results. That's normal. Tumors shrink and it's... Don't get... It's after the second CAT scan, after you've had some... Infusions and injections, and it's it's always the second CAT scan, which will tell you if your tumors are going to spread, if they're going to grow, or we're heading in the right direction. Now I know my wife didn't hear that; I heard it loud and clear. So I it was, I think it was beginning of May. I was in Atlanta, and she FaceTime. She's like she never FaceTime so. FaceTime in the phone's ringing. I 
I pick it up and I see her and her, I Snapchatted a picture of it. Snapchat, the hell am I talking about? I, I took a picture of this moment and it's hard for me not to cry just talking about it. She was on a, she was on such a high. She had tears in her eyes and you know my wife is into God and faith and she's like, God is so good and all the prayers are working. Blah, blah, blah. I said, what's going on? She goes, they shrunk, they shrunk. It's everything shrinking, it's great. And I didn't have the heart. I, I did not have the heart to go, don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. Because it's the next CAT scan that's going to be the truth. So she's going, enjoying life, and working out. And uh, I, I feel a little better, but now she's developing this little cough. I said, oh, God, here it comes. Hazard reported ahead. Wow, how weird is that? Did you, did you just... What, what timing? Yeah, she's coughing now, and the, and the voice goes, Hazard, ahead. You couldn't have... I couldn't have timed that any better. Hazard, ahead. There's coughing. Your wife is coughing while going through treatment. Hazard, ahead. Yeah, give me a hazard in. Um... So, I don't have the heart to tell her. I'm still, I'm holding my emotions in. I'm, I'm, I'm walking around with a happy face. Life is good. And the reason, we don't, we don't even, t- you know, do my kids know? Yes, they know. Uh, the media, m- most of the immediate family knows. Because, as I really said, my, my wife didn't want to tell her mom because her, her, she, I mean, it's your kid. You know, her, her mom is going to be doom and gloom. And the last thing my wife wants or anyone, she started getting cards from people. Oh, during this tough time. We, we don't want that sappy shit. Because it's not, we're not walking around going, oh God, the end is near. We're not. So I'm, I'm telling you, don't do that. Don't start writing a million messages. Oh my God. My prayers are with you. Oh my God. Is she okay? Don't do it. Because I'm not even going to respond. I'll delete it. Everything's fantastic right now. So, we're living life. She looks amazing. Good. And then, uh, long story short, now my fa- my face would get numb. I, I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you. I was very concerned about my face constantly being numb. It gets numb on my right side, up near my eye. It's almost like when you get you go to the dentist and then the Novocaine wears off after you get a tooth pulled or a filling, and then it's almost all gone. You still have that weird little tingling. I get that on the side of my face. And I had it pretty much half of February, all of March, April, a lot in May, and uh, we, so, you know, I did shows, and this and that, and we're preparing this, and, you know, and my mom passed away, and I, I, and I'm trying to keep her stress level down, 
I got to tell you what, when you drop when you drop a bomb to your kids like, "Hey, mom may not be around here." It helps uh, get things done around the house. Is that the way you want to act? We don't even know. you can't help mom around the house. She may not be here. Hope you feel real good with that guilt. Oh, you're a great kid. Mom's not mom's not gonna be here, and you're gonna help out fold laundry. Thanks. You rule. Finish Snapchatting. Sorry to bother your day. Yeah, that stuff really. Uh, it definitely comes into play. Hey, uh, do you mind if uh, we go out with our friends and sleep over? Go ahead, sleep over somewhere else. Could be the last weekend to sleep over mom, but it's all good. She probably won't be here in a couple months, but knock yourself out. Knock yourself out. Go ahead, go sneak booze or whatever you're going to do. Yeah, I know that. Oh, well, you don't have to say that. I'm just being honest with you. Which is kind of crazy because my wife constantly jokes like that. My little one does not like it whatsoever. But we, she constantly jokes like, yeah, no, I'm probably not going to be here. <sighs> so uh, we had a, we, it was a rough go there. My sister-in-law just passed away. That was, a, that was another rough big anchor on the family. That was, that was brutal. You know, my three nephews watched my brother pass away when they were kids. Just in the middle of the night. Imagine that. You go to bed. Good dad. Wake up. Was that? Yeah, no, nah, he left in the middle of the night. He had a heart attack. He's out of here. So, it's part of life. It's part of life. So, my wife goes and she has more biopsies, and the second CAT scan came, and I'm holding my breath. And lo and behold, All systems are a go. Tumors are still shrinking. Not shrinking like crazy. They're just shrinking. Which is tremendous news. Tremendous news. And people ask, like, well, when do you have to be, uh, when are you off the trial? Never. Never. No trial, no life. It's, that's, they made that loud and clear. It's like once, there, there is no curing. All we got now is stopping it and maybe shrinking a little bit, but it's never going to disappear. We're going to have to live on a trial for the rest of your life. And, you know, the way my wife and I look at it, like, you know, people take aspirin every day. They take, uh, some people are diabetic and they have to carry their insulin around. Some people have high cholesterol and they got to take blood thinners and all this other jazz. She's got to have a, a treatment once a month. Now it's down to once a month. It was once a week. Now we're down to once a month. And it's getting better. And you know what? If this last 10 years, 20 years, amazing. But I got to be honest with you. If it lasts one year, amazing. I have a whole new outlook. I always had a great outlook, but I got a new outlook. And I noticed something this week. Ever since I got the news, we ha- we got the news of uh, they're still shrinking. Uh, my face isn't numb anymore. My face has not been numb. I've been crushing 
crushing show. I think that when I found out, my first city I played was St. Louis, and I just mutilated. And I'll tell you what, there's places I played where I go, this is one of my favorite all-time places. Irvine, hands down, is. St. Louis is my new, one of my all-time favorites. I cannot believe the energy, the excitement that, that my audience came there with. It was... I loved every second of it. I loved the Cardinals fans. I loved the people of Missouri. I loved St. Louis. And you were part of something really cool. And then I hit San Jose, which was meh. San Fran, that was pretty good. But yeah, right now, all is good. For now. And I'll take it. if, If it's just now, I'll take it. So there's the, uh, hey, the, sorry I dropped the A-bomb on you. So it all comes back down to this. The Seven Line Army, baseball, Mets, it's united us for, for a home situation. Man, my, my, my wife and I enjoy life more, my kids... It's been a, a seriously bonding situation. And, and the, the fans... You know what I like? People come up after a show. Don't... Oh, oh my God, we're praying for you. Just say, hey man. Thinking about you. Or whatever. whatever. Just don't bring the dreary. Please don't bring the dreary. How about your wife, man? We're, we're thinking about you. Keep your head up. Keep your head up. Just keep laughing. You make me, you know what makes me feel great? When you when you guys come up to me and you go, I can't, last, last night, um, a couple came and my lawyer came and he brought a, a friend and the woman said, you have no clue. And I've heard this a bunch of times and this means to me, this means more to me than anything else in the world. This is, these are the comments that keep me going and I'm not lying. When they can, when you come up and you say, Jim, I needed to laugh so bad. You have no clue what's going on in our life right now. And I didn't think I could laugh. And this is the first time I laughed in so long. And I, I just, I feel so much better. Thank you so much. That keeps me going. When I could bring you out of your misery... And make you look at life a little differently, because I've been gifted with that. Then, then I did what I was supposed to do, and I made some cash doing it. <laughs> it's always good doing that, considering we are in the money slave world. Um, so do that if you want to do that. And I just hazard reported ahead. Hazard uh, reported ahead. Um. And just thank you. As always, thank you. Write to me, uh, officialjimbrew.com, the Metal and Me podcast. Tweet me, watch my Facebook videos, and you can, I, as you notice, I always write back on the feed. You don't even have to look at the video. If you want to make a comment, I always, I try to always write back. And I don't write back to, hey, you're funny, you're great, you're this, you're that. I, I will write back if something catches my eye, like, or you make me laugh. Today I had something to Irvine. Watch that video. Um, it's hilarious. 
of this yo-yo yelling outside. Uh, it, Lou, maybe you're able to pick it off the... Uh... 7.30 in the morning, right? And this is what I woke up to. Now, I get if you have something to say, No one understands what you're saying. Hello? Okay. I'm listening. Can we get a translator? But I want to thank you for listening. It means to me, it, it, it keeps me going. I'm driving right now and I get super depressed on the road. I'm not gonna, I just told my wife, I'm a little depressed. I can't wait to see you guys. If I wasn't in sunny California and able to walk around and just watch kids playing in the freaking sprinkler, the, 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 the water things here and watching them giggle and run around, that. It definitely helps with time. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's, I think next year I might bring someone. I used to bring Rich Aronovich. He's been very busy. We're extremely close friends, so that helps me. I help him. Uh, the thing that really helps me is talking to you. So I hope you had a good day. I hope you're having a good day. And um, got some shows coming up in Seattle. I can't wait for those. Columbus, I... Love Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I'm a little... It, it's part of me. It's like, ah, doing a lot of shows, but that's fine. I'm going to try a lot of new material. I'm working on a new hour. And Netflix denied me. They flat out denied Jim Brewer. And I'm... I'm not... I'm not... I'm just a little... <laughs> I'm a little thrown back by that. Like, we... I mean, are you... I, whatever. Whatever. That makes me stronger, Netflix. This negative energy just makes me stronger. It makes me stronger. That's fine. You don't want Brewer? I don't want you. Screw you. Up your ass, Netflix. Anyway. There's the bitter in me. Just whatever. What? I'm used to rejection. It's fine. I get, I get deeper things at home to worry about. You know what? I'm still gonna crush it on stage, and I'm gonna crush my next special. And unfortunately, it won't be with you, Netflix. Oh, that just took a weird turn. <laughs> I'll be in Seattle, then I head to Columbus, Ohio, and then um, I've got some other dates coming up. I'm gonna be in Las Vegas for three nights, doing the one-man show. It's very powerful, it's deep, spiritual funny as hell uh, I would check that out South Point Casino it's a pretty powerful one man show and that is it my friends you and only you are the best people I know thanks for listening thank you